0: Nisan
1: Bolivinaka listening to Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific Ngo Okoroi Hawkins. Coming up...
0: I'm, I'm very concerned about polling officials. I really want them to be prepared so we can have a smooth election.
1: It's been a tight turnaround, but Vanuatu is heading to the polls for a snap election. Also...
0: To give the community their voice. Empower them with the resources so that they are able to come up with the local solutions.
1: A new report warns dual impacts of climate change and debt in the Pacific could prove catastrophic and...
2: What it means as our heritage, that it is our life, our livelihood.
1: We talk with the people behind a new free Pacific children's book teaching the importance of protecting our ocean. One month to prepare for a general election is all coming to a head in Vanuatu. Officials were expecting to conduct the election in 2024, but a snap election was triggered after the dissolution of the country's parliament on the 19th of August on the eve of a motion of no confidence in the now caretaker Prime Minister Bob Loffman. Voting across Vanuatu officially opens at 7.30am Thursday the 13th of October local time and closes at 4.30pm with an extension option available if people are still in line come 4.30pm. Lydia Lewis has the story.
3: More than 300,000 people are expected to cast their vote this Thursday. For some, it is an arduous task that will require an early start.
0: We uh, wake up in the, in the morning early in the morning then we walk to the provincial headquarter. It takes me about uh, 30, 35 minutes to walk. So everybody's going to work together.
3: More than eight million ballot papers have been printed and delivered by boat and helicopter to polling stations across Vanuatu.
0: The only challenge we have is the time frame. The time frame, it's it's too short. But we can't do much about that because it's, in the Constitution, so we have to manage within the time frame.
3: Principal Electoral Officer Joe Johnson-Latti says it has been a logistical challenge to prepare for this snap election.
0: Yeah, it's it's really a concern for both for voters and the candidates, because they, they have to act within the time frame. It's frustrating at a certain point in time, um, but uh, we encourage uh, them to manage. Just manage within the time frame, because it, it's not a choice, it's an obligation, so they have to meet all the deadline. yeah.
3: Head of news at the national broadcaster, Vanuatu Broadcasting Television, Stevenson-Leal says there are hopes voter turnout will be higher than the last general election in 2020, which was held during the COVID-19 pandemic. He says voter turnout was low, sitting at around 70%. This year there are other factors that could come into play.
0: We have quite a number of voters who are actually overseas on on RSE and SWP. We're talking about 11,000 people in Australia, I mean both Australia and New Zealand. So uh, depending on, on how far they've gone in preparing proxy votes and all that, Otherwise, uh, we, we, we might have to see a space in terms of numbers yeah, if, if, if most of them or all of them have not uh, had the opportunity to prepare proxy
3: votes. Election Day, Thursday the 13th, is a public holiday to give people time to walk to polling stations. For many, it will be an hours-long walk. One voter in Lava says support will be given to those who need it.
0: So everybody's going to walk together tomorrow.
3: In nearby Gawa Island, it's a similar story.
0: We have organised transport to to take old people or disabled people to to go to the polling station to vote. Some, some people will, will, will walk far.
3: Presiding Officer for one of the largest polling stations on Gawa Island, Jacques Berry, says it all feels very rushed. He says instead of officials being trained two to three weeks before voters hit the polls, in Gawa, training has taken place just one day out.
0: I'm, I'm very concerned about the polling officials. I really want them to be prepared so we can have a smooth election. Then we, we're afraid to have some issues that will cause we will have another by election or we'll have another election for our constituency.
3: But despite the challenges teams across Vanuatu have faced due to a short time frame to deliver, Mr Lati says his team is doing the best it can with what it has.
0: Preparation is going well.
3: And a reminder to eligible voters, you can vote with your national ID card and or your voting card.
0: There was an amendment that allows for the national ID card. But we are still on the transitional period with the with the electoral card. It was supposed to go through Parliament this uh, November, but since uh, there was a dissolution of the Parliament, that, and then uh, we are hoping that the next government can take it over to Parliament, yeah. Yeah. We encourage all the eligible voters who have been registered to vote. Uh, it's it's a time when they can exercise their constitutional right.
3: Preliminary results are expected to be announced Thursday afternoon, but Joe Johnson Latti says it may take around one week to confirm the official results.
1: The Pacific region is facing a perfect storm of climate change induced disasters and debt burdens, according to a recent report from Caritas International. The report Twin Clouds on the Horizon, Climate Change and Debt in the Pacific was put together by Caritas Oceania and Jubilee Australia and is one of the first to look into debt and climate change in detail. It warns climate change burdens compounded with the impacts of the pandemic and rising costs of living could prove
4: catastrophic for already debt-laden Pacific economies. Jan Kohut reports. The report says the Pacific needs £1 per year in adaptation costs but only half this amount is currently being made available. It says transparency around climate finance is also a problem with funding often diverted to infrastructure projects rather than communities in need. The authors of the report are calling for more transparency and urging donors to commit to sending climate finance through regional financial mechanisms, like the Pacific Resilience Facility, which they say will give Pacific institutions more control over funding. An advocacy and research officer at Caritas Papua New Guinea, Riley Kanamon, says this way approved funds will reach communities that need it the most.
0: What we at Caritas Papua New Guinea are advocating is to give the community their voice, empower them with the resources so that they are able to come up with the local solutions and not the the current way of which we are doing by
4: The Twin Cloud report calls for international governments, especially New Zealand and Australia, to honour their climate finance commitments. It also recommends funding be given in the form of grants rather than loans. The chief executive of Caritas Australia, Kirsty Robertson, says this is important to avoid placing additional burdens on the Pacific nations already dealing with natural disasters
3: we really do need to sort of reform this broken global finance system and offer better options for debt relief, particularly after natural disasters. So we'd really like to see um, that money be provided as grants, definitely not as loans, to avoid you know increasing that Pacific Island debt.
4: The report, which took four months to be completed, was sent to be reviewed by a wide range of experts around the world to get additional input. It will be taken up to Fiji for the Pacific Regional Talanoa on October 17 so that its recommendations can be considered in developing the Kiawa Climate Emergency Declaration to help solidify a Pacific civil society position at COP27. A policy director at Jubilee Australia Five Strachan says the report will be constructed by leaders in a way as to best represent the people most in need in the region.
0: So Karatassi um, members, so Caritas Fiji and also some people from Caritas Australia, will be taking that this report to that workshop with the view of being able to share the recommendations in that space and you know, if that resonates with the concerns of other groups in civil society, then that could help feed into that COP process.
4: COP 27 will be a stepping stone to attract large climate finance donors such as the US, China, the EU, Japan, New Zealand and Australia.
1: The Office of the Pacific Ocean Commissioner is in the process of distributing in the region a children's book introducing the concept of the importance of protecting our ocean. Entitled Our Sea of Islands, Our Blue Pacific, the free book is beautifully illustrated and available in full colour and as a colouring book with work underway to have it translated into Pacific languages. While in Solomon Islands early this month, I caught up with Mereseni Morau from the Office of the Pacific Ocean Commissioner to talk more about the book. I'm just going to read a little bit of the foreword here. Mm. Dear children of the ocean, we come from a region that is proud of its ocean and many resources. We're known to the world as the people of the ocean, but the ocean we know, love, and depend on is under many threats. Tell us a bit about the concept for the storyline.
2: So the concept for the storyline was basically just telling them, you know, what the ocean means you know what it means as our heritage that it is our life our livelihood and at the same time also introduce to them that though it's there we might take it for granted but come a time given the many threats that's there in terms of um illegal unregulated Unreported fishing in terms of pollution, you know, it won't be there anymore if we don't take care of it. So while it's giving them the importance, it's also raising the awareness that this is something that the ocean is currently facing, Mm -hmm. and you, Mm -hmm. as a child Mm -hmm. of the ocean, as a person of the ocean, you have you can do something. You know the small changes that you can do to be able to save the ocean. It might be small, but you can drive something big out of it, and you know so that they don't come in the future, and the ocean is not mm-hmm. what it is that we are enjoying right now. So that's the storyline.
1: Now you've had the celebrity launch, you've had the international launch, um, you've got the books, what's next, what's happening now?
2: So now our office, we started bulk printing, we are distributing the books to all the members of the Pacific Islands Forum, 18 countries for now. So we've started, we are now in the Solomon Islands, and we got a shipment of books that just arrived and they will re- they're receiving it this week. they will distribute it within the system at the same time the other countries are receiving theirs too. Mm-hmm. so sending it to the countries for them to go and distribute it to schools, libraries, communities at least they can know what book what the book is about and mm-hmm. what you know, what's the issue of that's being highlighted in the book.
1: You're not stopping there. What's what once once this phase is over, what's your plan?
2: No, definitely not stopping there. We are trying maybe come next year to get it translated to the different languages in the region, and we also have plans to get this as approved uh, textbook, approved text for schools. So you know we will work with. Uh, those that work on these kind of issues, uh, getting this, uh, the Ministry of Education to approve this and they can use it as maybe for primary school as an ocean topic Mm -hmm. or maybe moral values, but get this because the tool is already here. It's just trying to make sure that it's one of the recognized texts and maybe work on a teacher's guide Mm -hmm. that the teachers can use Mm -hmm to help them teach this very important book to the people of the region.
1: And and if anyone's interested in getting this book, um, how much is it? Where can people get their hands on it?
2: The, the book is not for sale. We are trying to make sure that the children of the region get it first. But if anybody from outside is interested, they can always reach out to us at uh, the Office of the Pacific Ocean Commissioner. Our email is for now opoc, O-P-O-C, at forumsec, that's F-O-R-U-M-S-E-C dot O-R-G, and uh, we will send them the link. We also have... The online version, the PDF version, that they can always download and read it. And uh, we uh, have also, you know, tried to be inclusive, eh? thinking of other children who are not able to read it. So we got a little girl to read it, and we got sign uh, interpreters to interpret it. So the girl is reading, you know, the audio for those who are visually impaired. And then the sign is for those uh, who uh, have uh, hearing uh, impairment. Eh? So that's what we're trying to address, to be inclusive, mm-hmm. thinking of the kids.
1: And that will be available online as well, as the video? Yes. Oh, the, that's already available?
2: Oh, or? The video is already done. Oh. We're just trying
1: to put it into our website. Just looking and seeing the, all these beautiful pictures of uh, Pacific children. How, how important is it? Also, for our children, our youth, to see themselves in, in in books, in text, you know, in literature, in on screens, uh, the, these kind of things.
2: You know, one of the one of the things we realized that there's so many texts that's available, and the kids don't relate to them. So what we tried to do was there was this particular chapter that we are the children of the Blue Pacific. So if this chapter has a, like. 18 kids from the region that when they see themselves, they could identify that, oh, I'm from the Solomon's. Oh, that's me. I'm from Fiji. Okay, I'm there. So, you know, them identifying to this picture and at the same time, you know, owning it. eh? They own the book. They own this concept that, given the thing from the ocean, oh, okay, so this book is about it, and we own this. And, you know, in the, in that particular chapter, at, at the end, we were like, in Tonga, ocean is Tahi. In Fiji, ocean is Waitui. In Marshall Islands, ocean is uh, Lomalo or Lojet. So we're asking them, what is ocean in your language? So when they are reading the text, they are also thinking of, Okay, so what does it mean in the Solomon Islands? Or what does it mean in uh, way You know, something that they could relate to. And in all the chapters, at the end, we've written questions. You know, like basic questions, provoking questions that they could ask themselves. And at the same time, they answer and make them own, not only own the book, but own that concept that, Okay, we are indeed the children of the ocean.
1: That's specific waves for today. Remember, you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart, or Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. Thank you, Tomas, and look at next time more.